Hey, what's going on? It's Top of the Dude Chain. Here without a guest. Um, if you watched highly, the Highly Unapologetic podcast, and we prematurely promised a guest of epic proportions. <laughs> epic might be a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> epic is probably... Uh, anyway, long story short, uh, and I don't really want to talk about Joe Exotic too much because we've kind of kind of laid our ground on that. But we had the guy whose real voice for all his country stuff, his his son, was going to come on and talk about his dad. Uh, last minute guy backs out on us. Now, the the guy that sings those songs, uh, has he passed away? Yes, he passed away last October. Okay. So... Has anyone um, contacted Carol Baskin to see if she had anything to do with it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she got tired of all those sweet songs and videos. Oh, well, dude, that's... That would have been in the time frame. Yeah. Anyway, I uh, I don't know why why we were pulled out on, but um, my from what it sounds like, there may be, and this is what I hope is happening at least, I hope there's a lawsuit that's being drawn up and he's been advised by attorneys not to to say a lot. Or, more likely, a more credible outlet has approached him and wants his story and has asked for exclusive rights to anything he has to say. Well, but see, the thing yeah, is... Yeah, that, that, that was my guess. That, and that's possible, <laughs> not, but... Not trying to knock us. No, that's possible, but he's been he's been doing this for everybody and their mom up until this point. Yeah, and then and then I guarantee you have the people from Winniewood. Oh, uh, that would be the greater Winniewood area. Yeah, contacting him with I know this, I know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He said he's, yeah. people been reaching out to him and explaining. Oh, uh, some of Joe Exotic's people have been reaching out to him and telling him new things he didn't even know about. Oh yeah, oh yeah. One of those tweakers has been reaching out yeah. to him. Yeah, yeah. I I, I kind of feel Winniewood. Oklahoma isn't as well known around the country as we probably know it. The class of people from that area. Good people. Good Oklahomans. What do they call it? Salt of the earth people? Yeah. yeah. Good salt of the salt, earth people. Salt life. <laughs> anyway, other than that, that's why we're here flying solo. But like I said earlier, we went on the highly unapologetic podcast. We, Corey and I, uh, Jeff had prior commitments, I think. I had better things to do. An excuse. That's what he had. Jeff had an excuse. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to a bunch of Aggie fans. I got better things to do than that. Like I I said. Talk about the Daggum Eagles, Donovan McNabb. The the flaking on, 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 on our guest part is nothing new since... A third of this podcast flakes a third of the time. <laughs> I know a little bit about that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, so we're check that out. Uh give them a give them a shout out, whatever. But anyway. I had Starbucks for the first time in like two weeks the other day. Oh my day. gosh. Oh, you poor boy. Dude. How'd you ever survive? I feel first off, I waited thirty minutes in line to do it. Like just sat there for thirty minutes because you can't go in. Which I think is ridiculous, but I've I've built up a rapport where the Starbucks I normally go to, the people know me by my first name. And I'm a little dis. I'm missing that norm 
type of energy when I pick up my coffee in the morning. Does that make sense? I feel sense? for you, Josh. I really feel for you. There are you two know, places in Moore, Oklahoma. Everybody's got their uphill battle to fight with this with this virus, and uh, obviously you're no exception. There are two people in, in two places in Nor in Moore, Oklahoma, where I walk in and people say, "Hey, Josh, your order will be ready in just a minute." <laughs> and that's Starbucks and Waterbury. Starbucks and Waterbury. Yeah, because I order online. I mean, it, and I think that's probably the biggest thing is I order them online and just pick it up. Yeah. You don't even get coffee at Starbucks, do you? Don't you get like cucumber water? No, I get iced Americano. Espresso. <laughs> no. That's That's coffee. Might as well be cucumber water. Yeah. Strong coffee. Yeah. Put hair in your chest. <laughs> oh. So what's well, up, Jeff? Not a lot, man. Thanks uh, for joining us. Yeah, man. Glad I could be here. Just been uh kind of playing catch up with work work's been coming in roller coaster man it's like feast or famine i either have too much to do or nothing to do yeah that's usually but how it is ended up getting a bunch of calls on friday and had to work through the weekend and uh got it all wrapped up and crews will be ready to go out on monday so it's you man doing my part man doing keeping the part. economy going that's, that's what i do <laughs> working infrastructure you want me working so but no, the morel mushrooms are out. Haven't had a chance to go out and get any. Our buddy Brad Sears found a whole bunch, a whole bucket full of them. Yeah. And, um, uh, Caleb and our buddy Caleb and Lauren Wetmore found a bunch. Yeah. Up yeah. in the still water. Uh, what are those things good for? Haven't had any crawfish yet and maybe won't get any this spring. Yeah. That's that's hurting, man. I don't see that's how hurting. that's going to be able to go. Huh? You know? I guess I'm just have to order some cooking myself. But I, I mean, I'm vaguely. It, it's an expensive way to go about it. Like part of me is vaguely kind of thinking about having it. Ha, I mean, essentially cooking it up, having it virtual, selling tickets virtual, doing all that stuff virtually, cooking it up, and then fixing to-go containers. That is too much work. No thanks. And then having people just come through yeah. the awning and just handing them out. You and your terrible ideas can stay in quarantine. That <laughs> is. <laughs> That is you, you'll awful. just be I will cooking not be it. a part of that. You just be cooking it though. Oh <laughs> uh, no, I want none of that. Yeah. I ain't no to go. I ain't no catering service. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think I think the Rona's gonna gonna knock it out. Yeah. So you believe Corona's a real thing now? Is that I never thought that they, Corona have they, worn, have they worn you over? I don't think Corona's uh I never thought Corona was a fake thing. I just don't, I still don't think the degree to which we are going because of it is jiving with the actual disease. I mean, if tigers are going down, I don't stand a chance. They're not going down. They're just catching it. But it, it like 90%, they say like 90, what, some percent of the people are asymptomatic. Like they don't even know they have it. Yeah. 10%, yeah. if you're talking about a million people, still a lot of people, though. Right. Yeah, it's like a Russian roulette, though. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, there's only one chamber that's going to blow your head off. Yeah. You don't play that game, though. Yeah, and we still haven't we still haven't hit, like, the epicenter of it yet. Like, it's coming supposedly at the end of the month. That's what they're saying now is, like, late April. They said this week. They keep moving it back, though. Yeah. Well, well it's always been mid-April. The Surgeon General said this week. For Oklahoma? 
or for the United States. For the United States. See, I keep saying mid-April for the United States. It's going to keep bouncing around till they're right. That's how that works. Yeah. Pneumonia. And were they saying that it's just going to like deaths the from pneumonia? Just going to skyrocket. Yeah. Yeah. But deaths from pneumonia since the coronavirus has stopped or has started has fallen off a cliff. Because it's all coronavirus. Yeah, I just think stuff's being. Well, I mean, cor- Corona leads to pneumonia, so they're one and the same. But they're going to attribute it to Corona. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because you can get over pneumonia, but maybe not if you have the coronavirus. Yeah, it's like bilateral pneumonia I'm, in both your lungs. That's I'm what telling you, like, this pneumonia numbers are dropping off. That that's <clears throat> the pneumonia numbers for the last 15 years have been at a steady, like, legitimately their trend lines run right next to each other. Spike around the the December to January time frame, which is winter when normal falls off their spring levels out you know for summer fall and then spikes back up it's been normal the entire time and then the chart that they just showed for the for the previous three months it's just fallen i mean dr- drastically falling off the cliff yeah i yeah, think there's but I some mean, mis- like if you got heart disease and cancer and you die even if the, your heart went out they're going to probably attribute it to cancer because that's what right. pushed it over the edge right but there are now so, there are people there are nurses who are coming out saying that cancer patients are tested after they die and if they have the virus then they're attributing it to corona, corona yeah rather there, than cancer somebody said new york's been real bad about padding their numbers yeah because there's yeah. funding tied to to the coronavirus yeah mm, so yeah. They're, they're, the, the, my only issue is is there are political and financial games to be made with it. So oh, yeah, dude. It's hard, it's hard to trust all the information. Yeah. I can only do it based on what I know, and I've known apparently three people who have gotten it, and all three of those people were in that category, category of probably should have died from it. Yeah. And they're all doing well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they, the way I hear it, man, is it makes you feel awful. Like, if you think the flu's bad, just imagine the flu oh, lasting yeah. okay. a full Feeling awful week. and then dying are two different things, though. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't I'm just saying the three awful, people gosh. that I've known who have been, <laughs> the three people who have tested for it, positively tested for it, yeah, didn't die. Yeah. Yet they were in that category that probably should have based on the mean. And all I'm all I'm saying is I'm glad they're not dead, obviously. Yeah. But all I'm saying is, is I just think there's a lot of false information floating around out there. Well, and all I'm saying is I'm willing to quarantine myself just to keep your kids from giving me a runny nose. I don't even want to get sick, man. Well, uh, no, okay. So yeah, <laughs> so we're quarantining, but my point is is like but I've said, I, I enjoy the quarantine. I did not realize that I am not, I'm not a fan of the general public. And uh, I have enjoyed a reason to not have to go out in it. Uh, and I'm getting a little more rooted in my ways, in fact. I, I'm starting to get a little grouchy and kind of turn into an old curmudgeon. And I uh, enjoy it. Enjoy it a yeah. lot. Do I have spent a lot of time at Home Depot? Really? De- See, I don't Depo. even do that. I don't even go yeah. to those places. I have See, to, man. I've been painting the house. Like, I'm, 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 I have to buy this crap to get the house fixed up. So it's like, and the thing is, is, is seventy five percent of all the people I see out there are the ones who should be sheltering in place because they could probably die from it. Yeah. People, you know, in in yeah. mine and yours situation where 
worst case scenarios, we feel like we've been hit by a bus and, you know, we had the flu 10 times over. Yeah. Yeah. We went, uh, I went to Walmart at 4 a.m. the other day and uh, nothing but old people. Yeah. Like if I was them, I would be doing like the, well, of course they don't technology well, but I'd be doing the the pickup orders and all that stuff. Or maybe, you know, reaching out to a family member to go out and pick up their stuff and drop it off for them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're just as stubborn as I mean. We're all Americans. We're all stubborn. I mean, they're as they're as stubborn about going out and doing their stuff as as the kids are about wanting to go on spring break and enjoy life and live it. You know, it's there's no difference. That's my yeah. point, just, though. You're doing different stuff. But. So why are we locking everything down if if the people who we're trying to protect aren't gonna lock themselves down? I don't think one justifies the other. <laughs> nah, you still do what's right. It doesn't matter if some people but it's, but it's But my point is, it's pointless. If they're not going to do it, then then it, then the quarantine is... You can't beat them, join them. No, it's yeah. not even that. It's just, it's just... If you have half the country staying home and half the country going out, half the country's going to get it anyway, so you're not, you're not stopping anything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think the end, the end result is going to be interesting either way. Either, you know, they were right and hundreds of thousands of people die or they were wrong and nobody dies and we're thankful for it, but we've wasted a lot of time at home. So, I enjoy it, man. I think this old world has needed to slow down for a long time. Well, and I think I think that's that's a good point. I think what we're going to see is when we come out on the other end of this this shindig is you're going to see a whole new uh, just a whole change in life. In general, possibly, yeah. Do you know how many people are just caught up in their routine and don't even know who they are? But you know, they're about. But my thing is, is you go to any restaurant, any restaurant in this town on Friday night between six and eight, eight thirty p.m. Like it's just cram packed with people. Yeah. And now, now people are forced to door dash it or grub it if they want that kind of food. And I think people are going to realize, like, I can get the same food. Like you said, I don't like being around a lot of people, so I can eat the same food in the comfort of my own home, and I'd have to deal with all the idiots around me, you know, getting drunk or whatever. Yeah, we've yeah. you know we've spent a lot more time with our neighbors. Um, we've been cooking for each other, having each other over, right? Keeping it below ten, but it's um it's been interesting. I mean, it's like the social distancing. I think has led to people actually being more. Uh, I don't know, not necessarily social, I guess, but more. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what word I'm looking for. But well, the thing is, is you know, people have this social life that consists of 300 people that they communicate with. Yeah. That they really don't even know all that well. None of nobody's being honest with each other. Everything's just a big farce. And then now you're forced to actually get to know people, and you learn how to love them warts and all. Maybe that's and what. That's, I, yeah. Maybe and that's and that's how you learn how to make a real friend. Right. Well, it's, and you see like all these people that they have. 1500 friends on facebook they probably have 10 real friends and they probably don't even have a best friend yeah like like the the day of the best friend is kind of it seems lost on the new generation like yeah. they just they don't they don't have that one person that they spend a whole lot of time with it's Dude, just you can't have a best friend man yeah you can no man then how well, how so it's because of the the social uh stereotypes they're put on you what a best friend <laughs> yeah uh Pretty you sure. worried they're going? They're going to accuse you of going all broke back, Josh? Yeah, you get a, oh, you get a your closet mo. Oh, I've got my, I've got a best friend. 
I've probably, just, I think I've had three best friends in my life. I'm just saying, I'm you look say, at man, you I look got at no the, problem having a best friend. Yeah. Here's what I think's funny is like the old farts haven't figured out that like millennials are in their 30s. Like millennials are responsible adults. Like yeah. all the people that are that are acting dumb that you uh, credit the millenn- that you blame the millennials for is Generation Z. Yeah, they're not millennials. You if, know what I mean? If we're gonna take on that title, that's not us. You see what I'm saying? The people all at spring right now, Generation Z. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and so I think that's the that's the group of people where like dating, you can't date. You say the wrong thing to someone, you're gonna get canceled for something. Yeah. You know, you got Keanu Reeves hugging girls with his hands showing. You know. That's I mean that's just the generation <laughs> we're in now. You just, know what I mean? Just grinding up against. <laughs> yeah, like the, like the girls are up underneath him, and he's got his, he's got his hands on their shoulders with his hands out, so people see his hands for that reason. Yeah, well, smart for him. No, I'm not. I'm not blaming. Him. I'm just saying that's the generation we live in now, and that's why you yeah. can't have a relationship with certain people. Well, you 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 probably don't have that deep best friend type relationship, is because one thing goes wrong, you get labeled a certain way. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's the world we live in. I'm not. I guess I'm not as worried about it. I care less. Well, that's yeah. that's the point, though. So, when you've when you've grown up, see, we we grew up going to uh, going to deer camp every uh, every season, you know, and be like, you know, it was like me and my dad, and then uh, his best friend, and then uh, one of their other best friends, and his two kids. So uh, there's three of us kids and uh, the, the three dads. Uh, well, Bruce's kids didn't come. He had daughters. But um, but anyways, I mean, their their group was small. Now, they had other friends, but you knew who your real friends were when you went to deer camp because that's who you spent the week with. That's, right. that's your best friends. And, uh, you know, that's how I always kind of knew who my dad's closest friends were was who he hunted with and, and who he went on these trips with and stuff. And uh, same thing with me, you know, my, my broken bow buddies, I have the most stories with because we went through school together, then college, and we've stayed close ever since. Now, in the last, you know, 15 years or so, we've, uh, you know, drifted to where we, we mo- mostly just phone calls every now and then or whatever else because we're all busy. But I'll admit, whenever, you know, I was stranded at home, that's the first people I, man, I, we've got a text thread that we do every now and then. And we've all just been kind of chatting back and forth, like basically just making fun of each other. Uh, I showed them my mustache and mullet that I cut and they were, uh, giving me a hard time. We've been going back and forth, but I mean, you know, whenever you settle in, you settle in with the people you want to settle in with. And, uh, you know, you realize who those people are and, uh, and stuff. So, um, I, I think it's good. I think it's good for the country. I think it's good for the world. I just hate it that some people are getting sick and some people are dying, but, um, but you know you got to always look for the silver lining and i think that silver lining is we've we've lost something there's something in life that we don't appreciate as much as we used to and uh this is a good way of getting your your foot off the merry-go-round and kind of getting recentered. and uh i i don't know I, I think people need to make the most of it and, and learn from it yeah i'm enjoying it too i think i think for the older generation i agree but a generation that was raised with likes and retweets and all that, and that's where their value lies, I think it's only going to get worse now. Yeah. Like I, I mean, they've been practicing social distancing for a long time. I mean, they do everything 
virtual anyways. They That's game my point. virtually and everything else. There, those suckers don't ever even meet each other half the time. Most of them don't even drive, so they're right. probably safe. That's my point, though. That's the you've now just justified that type oh. of, of lifestyle. Well, and I mean, and you probably know these people too, but I know a ton of these people that talk about being in a relationship with a girl, and you have to ask them now if they've ever actually physically met them. Like, <laughs> it's common for them to have not have met them. Yeah. Like, it's weird. To me, it's weird. Like, the old, you know, writing letters in school or, you know, walking up and trying to meet somebody seems like that that idea is kind of dead. You can't, but that that's my point, though. You and I know, I know you're going to say, you're what you're going to say. You're going to say, like, it's dangerous. That's why you can't hug so, and touch people. So, or whatever. so, what you're saying is, if you ask someone if they're in a relationship, they literally say, oh, she's from out of town. You wouldn't know her. But the point, <laughs> but the point being is, is it's getting to the point where you can't do anything nice for people because, for especially like for women, for example, you can't do anything nice for them because they think you're hitting on them. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Hey, can I help you do this? Can I pay for that? I have a boyfriend. I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to move in the grocery line here. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, everyone jumps to that conclusion now. Yeah. Well, just shut it down, just like that. Be like, yeah, you're never mind. You're, you're right. You know you're, what? You're dumb. I was trying to be nice, but you're yeah. way too stupid. Just to be go nice put too. it back on the shelf. <laughs> get out. Of here. Go get go get coughed on. <laughs> uh, so let me ask you this: You kind of hinted on it earlier with Starbucks, but uh, what are what's like? one or two or three things that you miss now that uh we're we're quarantined like uh items maybe that are harder to get or things you like to go out and do that you can't do now jeff mm. dude my workouts have like i'm doing card push-ups and card squats yeah all the time it sucks no gym that's a big one for me Card push-ups, yeah. by the way, is you take a deck of cards, flip the card over, and that's how many reps you do. Yeah. Then my son does the other. He flips it. Man, I, th- I think for me, just because of kind of the uniqueness of our situation of having a two-year-old and a newborn during all this, and our two-year-old being, you know, she's prone to pneumonia and has asthma, so she's pretty high risk. So we've kind of we've kind of shut down social interaction quite a bit. Um the biggest thing though it's affecting us is just how no one can really help us because if we, you know, ask someone to babysit so we can go out and do something or anything like that, well then, you know, we run the risk of potentially, you know, one of them getting it and we got a newborn and a, and a, and a little girl with asthma. So we're like, Hey, you know what? We'll just tough it out. But, uh, I think that's been the toughest part, but as far as like the social part of, of kind of what I'm missing out on the most, um, uh, I kind of like going to the office and working. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. I like, I like getting out of my house and, uh, and just going to work and, um, change of environment is probably the biggest thing. Goodwill stores. I, I don't know. I'm a weird guy. I like to walk around <laughs> the Goodwill to unwind and uh, look for, look for sweet deals. So yeah. maybe that the donut I store I like to hit whenever I'm at work has been closed since this, all this started. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. It's kind of been kind of rough for me. <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably rougher for them but <laughs> yeah yeah but you know i used to stop at starbucks on the way home and now you know normally it's a line or you have to wait or you have to call ahead i don't even know if the one on 27th is open right now is it uh yeah i don't think one it is. on 19th not open either yeah and uh i i don't like to go in and sit it down at like a fast food restaurant but i like going out with friends and sitting down at a restaurant and pretty good conversations around a dinner table out there but yeah you know none, none of that either you know especially at work we you know we'd go and eat at denny's or somewhere you know every morning around four o'clock in the morning now it's all you know yeah but, take it and but go. my thing is it's like 
I think that, that that's kind of my point is I think you're going to realize like, hey, you can invite people over to your house yeah. and Grubhub food and have the same experience as going out and not having to mess with the crowds. Hey, not y'all know to... what I hope comes from all this is that we can become a buyer's market again to where they're not just cramming junk down our throats and we're willing to set, sit on our money a little bit longer and wait for the right thing yeah. and buy something quality. Because I've noticed that's what I'm doing is I am not blowing money on stupid stuff out of convenience. I am uh, I'm trying to be smart with my money and, and using it in ways that, uh, you know, matter. And I'm looking at stuff and I'm being like, ah, you know what? I don't see the value in it because your quality is a little lacking. Uh, even though I really, really want it, I, I think I'll wait. In fact, I don't even go on Amazon anymore just because so much of it is just garbage. Um, I'm, I'm going like to, to vendors that specialize in whatever I'm looking at, um, and, uh, willing to spend a little bit more money for, for quality, uh, since I'm not blowing, you know, the 20 bucks here and 20 bucks there on, on junk all the time. And like, you're starting to see some people are having to like, you know, kind of cut their cost a little bit and, and offer some better deals. And that's been needing to happen for a long time. Yeah. They have been cramming junk down our throats for a long time. Everything's wow. made. Uh, a lot of that a know. lot of that's the and that's i mean that's that's a big reason they want the uh like even your premium products aren't made premium anymore they just have a premium tag on them yeah well it's that oem stuff man where it's all made from the same manufacturer in china but whoever has the biggest name is charging 30 percent more than everybody else like oh. you see that in the in like the uh like in off-road car parts and stuff a lot is it bad in guns because mm. you know for a while guns were depending on you know the uh the maker you know, like if you got a Browning, it was supposed to be made in Belgium. You know, I mean, if it was, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't heard of that. I think guns are still pretty much like single factory manufacturers, yeah, like here in the states. I, 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 I could be wrong though, um, but I've, I haven't heard of that being an issue. Well, yeah. that because tools and equipment, I know, are, are oh, like yeah. you have to watch out on. But, but so. I think a big thing is what Trump signed a or or. or reached a deal with India which is from a manufacturing standpoint better quality than China and a more uh, I don't know man I got a clock one time that was in Roman numerals and from for India? the Roman numeral 4 it uh, it had 4 you know 4 eyes instead of an IV yeah, it's, and uh, I looked on the back and said made in India so yeah, I don't it's know, man. My, my one experience is not good it's situational <laughs> But the point being is, is, is we're getting away from China, which which you have to do. Yeah. We're also getting away from the Middle East as far as oil goes, which yeah. I filled up my wife's car for like fifteen dollars today. Yeah, and I don't know much about you know the Chinese market or anything like that. Um, I just know that uh, it seems like it's it's real. It seems like it's real bad about like anything you buy can be copycatted. Yeah. And there's no respect for people, any type. Of, and and so now that everybody buys online and doesn't actually go to a store, um, when you buy stuff online, it's not uncommon to get like a knockoff and, yeah, and right. pay full price careful. for it. And you have to be real careful. Um, that's the point. You know? India has a little more respect for the way West, like, like my Ray-Bans got stolen out of my car a couple days ago. And, um, turns out we've got a, we got a bunch of hooligans out in our neighborhood. But uh, anyways, uh, so I was looking to buy some, and 
There was a lot of people selling Ray-Bans out there for prices that were all over the place. Yeah. Do you remember and the, the Jokelys that were real popular in the hey, 90s at the ballpark? Hey, yeah, don't. yeah. <laughs> you could buy hey, them for 15 bucks. Download the Wish app. They got a lot of cool stuff on Oh, it. don't. See? No, yeah. <laughs> Dude. But, so I ended up just going straight to Ray-Ban. I was like, man, you know, I'm just going to like buy direct from Ray-Ban. That way I know I'm getting Ray-Bans. But yeah. that that's the point. That's the whole point with, with switching and to India. And they knocked 30% off because they were having a big sale. Is India has a little more respect for patent laws and copyright rights and, and those kind of things make it in america i'll pay more if it's good you can't do everything in america why not you don't have the infrastructure to do it yeah and the epa prevents you from manufacturing yeah. some products you here. have you have to have some sort of global market it's just in india's india's a better a better source of it than china yeah and, well, and we're getting away from china because of this virus because that's where it originated we're starting to see that we can be dependent without china I don't think you're going to see a huge tax uh, or price increase in it because t China's a communist nation. So if you want to do business in China, you have to pay somebody to do business there. Yeah. You know, and so uh, I, I think, so, like you said, some of that stuff's probably getting better. It's, it's, you're going to see less less dilution of the market. Yeah. Well, the problem with the American market is because of unions, it's so expensive to get anything made. The factories in China are paying their people, you know, a flat wage. Yeah. Same same way in Japan. I, I you know, I saw I read an article and it's probably been ten years, so this could have absolutely changed, but the way like with automotive stuff, the way it works here is you have union workers and they have all these different contracts to where, you know, parts have to by contract come from like a certain factory so that the truckers can get paid to ship it there and each factory only manufactures one, maybe two cars. And the average employee is making anywhere between $38 to $48 an hour. In Japan, they can switch over their factories to manufacture every single car that they make, and their average factory worker makes $18 an hour. So it's just more efficient. So it's kind of like they can do that with whatever cheap crappy toys or whatever it is that they're making over there, and you can get it manufactured for $0.50, cents, where if it was here, it probably cost you $5.50. So that's why everybody goes over there is because right. manufacturing is so cheap. Well, yeah, you don't have to pay nobody an honest wage. What's an honest though? wage to watch a robotic arm put a car yeah, together? Like if I'm if I'm pushing a button for, for $10 an hour and I've been there for 40 years and I've done nothing to improve my, my status with the company, I'm just the guy who pushes buttons to form windows, yet I'm making 48-plus benefits. Like, there's got to be some cap where you can cap it off. Like, listen, if all you want to do for the rest of your life is, is push a button, you're only going to make 15 bucks an hour for the rest of your life. You cap out. Yeah. Well, I got a friend who's an operator at a mill, and, uh, I mean, he does. He, he, he'll he tell you. He's like, most of my job is just sitting around doing nothing. You know, kind of the whole Homer Simpson deal. Um, but uh, the thing is, is whenever something does go wrong, they're supposed to be monitoring it. They're supposed to catch it immediately. And they're supposed to know how to get things back running smoothly, extremely quickly. So, right. I mean, I mean, I get that they're just watching but the a value, robot do but it the all, value but of that. There's, there's, uh, there's, there's technical knowledge to be able to, you know, troubleshoot and fix whatever could go wrong because production can't stop for. That's why they got a robot doing it. Production just can't stop. Right. I agree, but but it used to be where if you wanted to, if you wanted to hold your value with the company, you cross trained. Mm -hmm. You knew how to you know how to fix these problems over here, and when you got when you mastered that, you went to this other side. Unions blocked that. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. You you still have to pay someone as if they're learning how to do everything in the factory, but they're only learning that one specific part. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I think unions should just choke out the ability to. I listen to Stephen Crowder. The way he says it, he he's he says it takes away a owner's ability to be gracious towards his employees because they are oh. required to do certain things. So they're never going to give you that bonus. They're never going to give you maybe what you do deserve if you work hard. They're stuck paying you what they pay you. Dude, uh, Hershey, the dude, the founder of Hershey, I forgot his name. Hershey. Last name was Hershey, though. <laughs> but what he, what he did though is during the Great Depression, he made a point like, listen, I'm not, I'm not dropping anybody's benefits. So he built this town, Hershey, Pennsylvania, with the intent of everyone who lives there works in the factory. He pays for their rent and their utilities and everything, so they live free of charge and that's part of their 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 wages or whatever and then he pays them a good salary and and then it's a huge community and everyone gets along and he had this utopian type of of mindset what happened and during the great depression he's like we gotta lay his cfo where it was like we gotta lay people off and he's like we're not laying people off we need to find another way what he did was he put peanuts and almonds in his chocolate bar and called it a protein and sold it end up actually you know improving his uh stock during the great depression because of it and then they came in and unionized against him because he was paying them less than normal factory workers but they weren't having to pay for rent mortgage anything like that because he was providing that and so when the union came in and did that he started charging them rent. He yeah. paid them what they want, and then he took away all the extra benefits that they had. Well, do you think part of it is that people don't want to honestly compete anymore? They just want it given to them? Because, you know, say say I'm working as a graphic designer at a screen printing company, and I feel like my value is way higher than what I'm being paid. Maybe I go and I start my own business because I have the knowledge, so why not just do that for myself? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I, instead of just sitting around and complaining about it and trying to force them to pay me more by not, you know, doing work and throttling their business, like, but the go union, compete. The union doesn't help the, the union member either. Dude, the union that I was, I never joined, but that was uh, operating around uh, Loomis back in, like, 2007 was, like, the SFSPCA. It was, like, a security, fire, police, something, and something else. Dude, they were the worst negotiators you've ever seen. Like, they went... They got our pay upped by a quarter, but they took away two vacation days. So you got an extra quarter an hour, but you lost two vacation days. Like, right. what was the point of losing vacation days? It was just kind of like a jab, and they were like, well, okay, we'll take it. it was, yeah, that's all I'm saying. It's, it's the only ones who really benefit from the union are, are the Jimmy Hoffas of the world. Yeah, well, I think I think there was a purpose for the unions maybe in their inception. but The, the inception was it, essentially the railroads, uh, Hoover Dam, and those kind of things is you had workers actually dying. Yeah. And the corporations weren't responsible for anything. Yeah. Well, and they the, would overwork them and, and all that. Then you get OSHA coming in who, who and then the federal government starts making laws on how you're able to do business and what you can and can't do uh, with your employees. And then the union took a, a mob, mob boss type mentality. Yeah. Well, whoever you give the authority to, it's it's only a matter of time before they start screwing it for everyone. You know, if you if you take away the unions and just let the uh, businesses, you know, have all the authority and, you know, just believe that their benevolence of trickle down economics will make everything work out, they're going to screw you over, and then you're going to have to unionize to just 
get fair wages. Hundred percent. In the same in the same vein, though, if you do create unions and then the government gets involved and all this other stuff to make sure that the businesses are, you know, not being greedy and acting like they're a tiger operation, then you know the government's going to start getting corrupt because they've got something to gain from it. And it just, I don't know. It, no, I agree. Your, it's, it's like pick your poison. You know, pick your poison because yeah, the you know what the poison is. Screw you over. The poison is small business. The yeah. poison is that business that's not big enough to run over an employee like that, but at the same time is big enough to hire anywhere between. I mean, that's why small business is so fundamentally key to America's uh, economic system. Well, and you know, the, the the thing that happens with, you know, like I, like I work in surveying, and there are a lot of small surveying companies out there. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's like a PLS and he hires like a drafter and uh, a couple field guys and, and everything. And, and they all do whatever they can. And, and some of them are really good. And then you got the big companies and, um, and you know, you just kind of pick how you want to do it and all. Uh, so it's, it's still a little bit that old style um, of kind of mom and pop operations out there. Um, and, you know, so there's that, but at the same time, you know, you'll see some of them that are, you know, doing good and you'll see a guy who he's making enough money that he feels good, but he's also paying his guys really well because he likes to keep it moving. And you see other guys who are just like, you know, going through employees left and right because they want to make as much money as they can and they want to hire the cheapest labor. Right. And, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It, it just, that's, it's just the mentality of, of whoever owns the business. But you, but yeah, right? but you need all that. You need that guy who's going through everybody. So when the guy who, the employee gets to a guy who actually takes care of them. The values there. Does that make sense? They all that all that stuff plays on each other, to some fashion. Yeah. I think there should be antitrust laws <laughs> and anti-monopoly laws because if you get so big, you can obviously choke someone like that out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you have things like you know Obamacare, you know forcing some lady some hairdresser who has like six employees forcing her to pay everyone's benefits yeah you know i mean there's just you you have to you're right there is a balance that has to be struck between all of it yeah but i think small businesses is the key that kind of keeps everything honest yeah no ideally i mean it'd just be nice if the consumer was a little more aware and a little more conscious about how they consumed because it would it would help us out a lot well and i think that's the and like you said you've said this already but that's what this whole quarantine thing has done yeah a lot of people are are are, are using the grub hub for the small business yeah restaurants and, and and all that for that very reason i'm still paying yeah. my gym membership even though it's not open right now yeah yeah oh can, yeah i mean sometimes. we're not using our daycare but we're we're paying we're paying our daycare provider and yeah we're uh you know we just you know, we're paying for everything just like we did, but it's like you said, we're just not going and using it. And then hopefully it'll be there when we get ready to start using it again. Right. But I mean, that's just, I I think, but I also think that's a, a testament to society. Yeah. Cause I think, I think if you were to look at just what mainstream, what people would really think, like if just use the gym membership, for example, my gym membership is a small time. I mean, just a small business owner. Like, I know yeah. the guy personally. You know what I mean? And yeah. most of the gym members, he offered refunds to anyone who's, you know, for the month of April. And, and most people that I saw are just like, 
keep it. You know, yeah. we want it to be there when we get back. And I, I think if you really think about it, a majority of society is willing to help out somebody in that fashion if they're capable of doing so. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I think most yeah, the problem is, though, is when things are going good and just rocking and rolling along, it's real easy to be crappy to people because no one's going to notice. Right. But when the chips are down and everybody's hurting and the magnifying glass is a little bit bigger, you're kind of scared to do anything that makes you look like a piece of crap because <laughs> everybody's going to look at you with a little more scrutiny because like, oh, really? Like, really? You know, we're going through this and that's how you're acting. Right. Um, no, I agree. Uh, but, you know, we have to admit, how long has it been? since we've had any actual hard times i'm not even counting the recession because that 2007 recession was nothing yeah nothing i didn't affect me if you think that's hard times you're weak so Mm. i mean uh, you know i I I realize it's stuck for people who lost a lot of their retirement and everything else but you know we bounced back out of that pretty easy i'm talking about real hard times you know that's trump's america baby that, yeah. No, bounce back. <laughs> it's been that way a lot longer than since him. <laughs> That's what happens when you get when you get them Republicans back in the. No, I'm joking. Um, no, know, I there agree. was a time when hardworking people only voted Democrat, and now it's the opposite. Yeah, it's just it's ebbs and flows, man. That's all it is. That's all it is. Good but, times uh, and bad times. But no, I hope I hope that you know. I hope the cream rises to the top. I hope we, hey. uh, I hope we make some changes. I hope we do a little soul searching, and maybe when we come out on the other side of this, we're uh, a little bit better people. Speaking of cream rising to the top, yeah, dude, my troll game on Twitter has <laughs> significantly increased during this. You are the opposite time. of everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we hang out, dude? My troll. Dude, listen, man. I'm not. I'm not a troll in the standpoint of like. Uh, most of the time, if there's a good, fun-loving human being on the other side of the <laughs> the troll twit Twitter, yeah, we end up laughing about it and, and moving on. Yeah. Had dude, I had a had a. I'm not gonna lie, Josh. I like ridiculous people, so you fall in that. <laughs> check this. I we did have a uh, a nice conversation the other day on Facebook. And it, it was, have you seen that picture that had like, um, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Hakeem Olajuwon, and, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And on the bottom it had Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, um, Shaq, Tim Duncan, and I forgot who the other one was. And it just said who wins this game or hmm. who wins this series. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think essentially, I Essentially, I think it's low. It's it's early 2000s versus 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kobe. Kobe was the other guy. I was wondering if you had named him yet. Yeah, so Kobe was the, the two guard on, on the on the bottom row. And, you know, yeah, people, it, it, it essentially came down to a LeBron Jordan uh, discussion. Yeah, but I think the X factor in that was going to be Bird and Olajuwon. I don't yeah. think Tim Duncan could guard Olajuwon in his prime. Personally, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, just don't forget how dominant Shaq was. Shaq was dominant. Yeah, 
because he was he was playing against those guys until he, was, he played Elijah Wan when he to, was in the he was prom. starting to get to where he could handle them. Yeah, I just think he'd foul out against Kareem. He wouldn't have an he wouldn't have an answer for Kareem. Yeah, he'd just stand there with his arms up, and all those dream shakes wouldn't get him nowhere because everywhere you'd step, there's still some Shaq there. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Oh, yeah, I thought you were talking about Hakeem Olajuwon. It was Hakeem Olajuwon and Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah, Kareem so Abdul Jabbar is famous for a sky hook. Man, yeah. he wasn't even that good. He was just tall. Dude, he couldn't even beat up I, Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Lee's Bruce Lee's five foot two, hundred and twenty seven pounds. Oh, that movie was so. Have you watched that recently? Uh, it was in the last two years. It's not that it's whatever good. Whatever you call recent. Bruce Lee died in that movie. During the filming of that movie. Yeah. Yeah, and they patched some stuff together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think I think uh, Kareem would have skyhooked over Shaq all day. <laughs> all day, every day. I don't know, man. Just, like I said, just don't don't discount Shaq. No, you can't. No, it'd been a great game. The weak but, leak, I think, is LeBron and D-Wade. Um. I just don't think anybody's got an answer for Michael Jordan, especially if he's got some players around him. Dude, Michael, but Magic Johnson, highly underrated. 6'9", dribble and pass the way he did. Yeah. D-Wade couldn't cover that. You know, Magic and LeBron are quite a bit alike, just LeBron doesn't doesn't stick to the point guard. You know, he keeps bouncing out that forward position. that that, That is an excellent point. I don't. I don't know why everybody always tries to compare uh, LeBron to Michael. I'm like, you know, those are those are two totally different cats. You know, if you want right. to compare Kobe to Michael, that, that fine. that's where I think the comparison should be. But uh, but if you're going to compare LeBron to anybody, you know, you got to just say like, okay, if you compare him to Magic Johnson, is he better? And uh, there's definitely some stuff he can do better. Um, you know, so. No, that's a good point, man. But uh, but you know, Magic. Magic, you know, he, he was a playmaker. Uh, but, you know, LeBron, he's a playmaker too. And he can really physically take over a game. You know, he's kind of got that, that X factor like Shaq does of just, you know, physically I can just win this battle. It doesn't matter about basketball talent. I do, I do have basketball talent too, but physically I can just win this match. Hey, have you, you seen know? that video, his quarantine video? Uh-uh. First off, have you seen the video of Shaq at the dubstep concert? <laughs> on the front row of, the, of, of is that the, the one where he's dressed up like a Jabberwocky? I don't know. No, he just, he, no I think he's just, okay. he's just wearing a wife beater. He's just headbanging with all these kids, man, <laughs> at the thing. So then he goes and gets a soundboard, gets a gets a, a, a essentially electronic board, you know, that they do dubstep stuff on. And him and his family are in the living room, and he's just DJing it. And uh, <laughs> dude, it's it's a funny video. No, Shaq's awesome. Now I told y'all about um, whenever we were watching the uh, playoffs, and he started talking about he's like he's at Oklahoma City. He's like, yeah, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Exotic Joe. I just bought a tiger off yeah, him. That's on Tiger and, King. Uh, yeah, and I saw that it was on the on the documentary. And uh, I'm curious as how many tigers Shaq owns, and has anyone been to Shaq's? He claims that he didn't. He said that he he paid to like sponsor like two tigers. He said yeah. he didn't actually buy any. Because they they asked him about that, and he said he didn't actually take any tigers that day, even though it sounds like he bought two tigers. Well, I think he, from what I understand, he bought like, them. Like, is, is Shaq in this group of, of you know these eccentric <laughs> tiger people? Like, <laughs> here's the here's the thing, man. The new tiger, uh, the new Winnie Wood Zoo owner, Jeff Lowe, who's on the documentary, 
has pictures of them. I think it's it's closer to what Corey said. He bought the tigers and he sponsors them at the zoo, but he doesn't personally own them. Uh, he personally he owns them, but in he his does house walking he, around. Yeah, he doesn't have tigers at his house, but he owns the tigers at the Winnie Wood Zoo, and he pays to have them fed and caged and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's a sponsorship more than anything. Like adopt a, hawa- a highway. Yeah, <laughs> but they're technically his tigers. Well, like I think I he know. could file a lawsuit if they uh, served him on pizzas or something. <laughs> Meat truck pizza, <laughs> <laughs> dude. That is oh, pro- that might be the worst scene in that entire stupid show. Could you imagine eating one of those pizzas back in the day? And then seeing the documentary. Yeah. Finding out that it was old meat from Walmart. Yeah. Which I didn't know you couldn't put it back on the shelf. Yeah, man. Sucks. A lot of meat gets wasted. You see how grocery carts full of it. Yeah, it's nasty. Yeah. Well, it went on pizza and Winnie Wood. Yep. That's that's how they make their meat lovers. No, Shaq's yeah. hilarious. Like I said, he's gotten into dubstep, man, and that's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed the the uh, the DJ reenactments. Have you seen those? Huh? Where they'll put plates and and coke bottles and all that, and and they'll have the music and the headphones on the, on one ear, and they'll they'll turn like they're turning the knobs at a dubstep concert, and then start dancing one. One chick was doing it on her ironing board, and you know, like they hit that beat, and you have the, the steam or or smoke or whatever, mm-hmm. or whatever. She did that with her iron, <laughs> like <laughs> it's creative stuff, man. Yeah, people are definitely having to get creative inside their houses. I've, it's been kind of cool. Like uh, I know the Dropkick Murphys, Metallica, some other bands. Maybe Three Eleven did it too. Some free concerts online. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Florida Georgia Line did it. No, well, nobody tuned into that crap, but. Anyway, <laughs> there's been a, a, some some big DJ did another did one. I bet Josh guy. has a has a FGL T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, he does. Sleeveless pearl snap, baby. Oh, yeah. So that's hey, wearing pop, that that's thing to Walmart, just hitting on ladies. <laughs> Could I help you with your cart? <laughs> Singing songs about jeans and trucks and the moonlight and beer. Country yeah. rap. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> Yeah. Hey man, uh, speaking of um, kind of all the the YouTube uh, and stuff like people doing concerts and junk, uh, do y'all follow any um, like you know kind of like traveling bands or anything that uh, to see what they're doing? Because it's kind of a struggle for those guys, people who uh, kind of make their living on the road because their album sales are you know just kind of mediocre. Um, man, they're struggling because you know they can't play a, a bar four nights a week yeah no yeah. i agree that's that's been one of the things i've been kind of kind of sad about uh you know i'm not a fan of the gofundme but i'm kind of you know kind of the old if i got bread you got bread i hope i hope people are being neighborly i guess during all this you know like helping each other out that's, that's my whole point man like our gym's staying open for that i think think that's what we're seeing during this whole quarantine thing is that people if they have it are more generous with their money yeah. Then, then giving credit for, 
Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like the government thinks, you know, we got to take it so we can distribute it. I think people will take care of people naturally. I think that's just a natural inclination that we have. When times are bad, but when times are good, nobody like ah somebody else. Dude, when the times are good, you gotta you gotta take care of yourself, man. Times are good. Yeah. I I, I think society in general is willing to help people. Some people who, perpetually live in hard times <laughs> but i just think people are willing to help people who are trying to help themselves yeah you know if i, I think if you're lazy and you're just looking for a handout i think that's where people have issues yeah oh also speaking of hard times um so uh jim ross y'all know who that is the wrestling dude the comedian yeah yeah the slobber knocker guy yeah. you know he's from he's from oklahoma big norman uh big ou football fan lives in norman i believe has JR's barbecue. He wrote a book and everything. He's been um, putting it all over social media, trying to get it sold. So if you get a chance, read JR's book. But uh, I, I tweeted out to him there is a promo of Dusty Rhodes, the uh, American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. And uh, he's doing a promo and he's wearing an OU hat. This, this would have been about 1988. Uh, and, anyways, that just really struck me as curious because. The whole Rhodes family are huge uh, Texas Longhorn fans. They're from Austin. And uh, I was like, man, there's got to be a story behind that. So anyways, I, I just hit him up in a, uh, in a tweet and uh, was like, hey, man, you know, Dusty Rhodes did a promo on OU Hat. You got any background on that? Now, it wouldn't have been something that Jim Ross was uh, part of because he wasn't part of Jim Crockett Entertainment or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, he worked with Dusty Rhodes in WWE, and I was just, you know, Jim Ross being a big OU fan, Dusty Rhodes being a big Texas fan. I, I don't know. For some reason, I was just real curious. So, oh, I think uh, those bets are All of our there, listeners should, should just, you know, help me get to the bottom of that. Why was Dusty Rhodes wearing an OU hat in a promo video? Because there's got to be a story there. Yeah. I'm sure there's a bet of some sort. Oh, it almost, almost had to be. Like, and, there's a, there's know, a like picture hoop, of Tom Brady know? wearing Ohio State uniform. Because <laughs> he lost the bet, you know what I mean. Yeah. Adrian Peterson, I think there's a picture of him in a Texas hoodie, which oh, I think's the stupidest thing ever. When you're like talking trash on the internet and you're like throwing pictures of of uh, Adrian Peterson wearing a Longhorn jersey, like you're like, dude, that proves nothing under the fact you lost a bet. Yeah, like you can't you can't put Adrian Peterson wearing a Longhorn shirt saying, "See, even your God knows what's up," you know, something like that. Just lazy. Oh. Now, now that is lazy. That is lazy. But you can put it up and be like, "Got him." <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, now if you put it up there and be like, "Hey, you know, you got you let your boys down." I get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there aren't a lot of clever people out there. Yeah. Because like, if getting beat by Texas isn't shameful enough, uh, you know, having to throw on that, uh, I don't know what. It's it's about the same color as Molly's baby poop. But uh, whatever that color that is, dude, that, that, that is orange-ish a color. that's an autumn rust. <laughs> <laughs> and there are people who pay high dollar to have their house painted in that color. <laughs> Do you call that autumn rust? It, it's actually patented to it's it's burnt orange, patented to the Longhorns. Yeah, because like you, you like if you go, and the only reason I know this is because I was trying to um, paint cornhole boards. 
I was going to say, I bet it's cornhole. Yeah, so I wanted as close to burnt orange as possible. So I was looking up like the RGB of burnt orange so I could take it to Lowe's and, and or Home Depot yeah. or whatever, get it. And you can't, uh, like Sherman Williams, someone said, like Sherman Williams said, you can't get burnt orange because it's it's patented to Texas. and you, So they would have to pay for it. Yeah. And so there's some sort of rust, some or another, that's like just a shade darker that's yeah. the closest match. Yeah, I can just give you one of Molly's diapers. You can be like, can you match this? All right, man. <laughs> All right, man. Yo, North Carolina has the that, same thing, too. <laughs> North Carolina has the same thing with blue, too. They're blue. <laughs> anyway. It's time to go to bed, man. Yeah. It's, it's, about, it's about that time. Is that an hour? That is an yeah. hour. It's 56 minutes, to be exact. Better than last time. Yeah. The bridge version. Yeah. Anyway, that it? Yeah, see us out, Josh. Jeff, sign us out. (laughs) I I don't know, man. I got nothing. (laughs) See y'all later. Yeah.